Let's get emotionally fit, emotionally fit. <laughs> hey you, it's Nina here, starting the episode off a little bit differently because why? It is the last episode of 2022, folks. The crowd goes wild. <sighs> okay. <laughs> We've made it. We've made it to the end of 2022. We are going into 2023. And this episode is jam-packed with really quick energizing information for you. If you are continuing to listen forward, my friend, here is what we are exploring. Let's get emotionally fit. I know when you think about this, you're going to think physically fit, emotionally fit. How can I make the parallel? Fantastic. I am going to give you that story that I always give you. I'm going to give you a little bit of psychoeducation because you know we want to drop some knowledge. I'm going to invite you to get your journal or a really good friend to dialogue with, right? To take some notes so that you can indeed transform hard conversations around emotional fitness into teachable moments. Yes, yes. So get ready because you are starting your new year off on the right foot, right? If you want to get physically fit by all means, but my invitation to you in this episode is let's get emotionally fit. Okay. I am ready. If you continue forward, you are consenting to play with, you know, not everything about emotional fitness, but at least one facet to help us explore are we emotionally fit? And if we feel like we're not, how do we get a little bit more physically slash emotionally slash spiritually slash all the things, right? How do we get a little bit stronger? In particular, focusing today on your emotional fitness. So that's what I've got for you. And now you know I am curious. Are you ready to play? Welcome to Triggered. Can we play with that? You know that moment when your emotions ramp up in an instant, leaving you feeling helpless, frozen, or out of control? In that moment, you've been emotionally hijacked, the very definition of triggered. And I want to ask you, can we play with that? I'm Nina L. Garcia, drama therapist and empowerment coach of Houston Creative Arts Therapy. Join me as we discover ways to empower you and the people who mean the most to you to transform hard conversations into teachable moments. Triggered. Real playful. Real respectful. Real empowered. Let's take a breath. I am so excited for today's episode because I am really big on emotional fitness, okay? I am going to tell you a story today that I typically tell clients in their first, maybe their second session, whenever it's most appropriate. In particular, if they are working on, get ready to write this down in your journals or click save in your brains or other spaces where you may be taking these notes. In particular, when we are working on emotional sobriety. Now, if you don't know what emotional sobriety is, allow me to sort of shine a light on this. When we think about sobriety in general, right, often people will say it's like very black or white. Like if you're sober from alcohol, that means you don't drink any alcohol. If you're sober from sex at the moment, right, which is a thing, right, that means you're not engaging in sex, right? So <clears throat> while this may be, well, there may be many things of this, 
when we think about emotional sobriety, I'm going to try to oversimplify it. And basically what it is, is we are able to flexibly feel our emotions without them hijacking us. Okay. And I will explain more about this after I give you that story, but that's what we're going to be leaning into today, exploring emotional sobriety, because for everyone out there who is blowing up on themselves, blowing up on other people, you're imploding, you're not living and expressing yourself in a way that is truly effective for you. You don't feel aligned with your values. You might be struggling with alcohol addiction, drug addiction, sex addiction, gaming addiction, phone addiction, people addiction, hashtag codependency, right? You might have a lot of animals all of a sudden that you have acquired after something, right? There are so many ways that our body expresses that we are not emotionally sober. So instead of me exploring all the many ways that our body expresses it as not emotionally sober, I am going to invite us. I'm going to put this offering on the table and invite you and I right here, right now to explore the idea of emotional sobriety through a dramatic metaphorical imagery. Okay. So here's your story. I want you to imagine that there is a stage of your life. Okay. Literally a stage, like a theatrical stage. You have a stage and it is your life. And on this stage, you know, backstage behind the curtain, there's going to be tons of characters, a whole cast of characters that you are going to play throughout your life. Some are going to be ones that you've chosen. Some are going to be ones that have been cast upon you and so on and so forth. But before you get any of those roles and characters and uh, personas, right, that, that allow you to engage and move through the world and connect with other people, when you first come in, I want you to imagine you have five characters on your stage, so to speak. And these five characters are like your warriors. They're your soldiers. They're five emotional characters. You've got anger, sadness, joy, fear, and disgust. If this is ringing bells, it's a very popular movie that also helps you to explore those five emotional characters, hashtag inside out. Okay. You can go watch that if you'd like. It's very informative in a very playful way. But again, back to the story. You have the stage of your life. And on the stage, at the moment that we're talking about, are five characters, the emotions that I just listed out. Now, as you get older and have more complex experiences, those emotional characters are going to diversify. They're going to amplify and they're going to have shades of anger, shades of joy, different shades and way that sadness or disgust or uh, fear can express themselves, right? But for now, I just want to keep it simple and, and allow you to imagine you have five characters on the stage and in front of those five characters is you in the spotlight. And if and when you are emotionally sober, those emotions come into the spotlight with you because something out in the world of your stage has affected you. And they come up and they put their hand on your shoulder and they say, oh, we should be sad about this or oh, we should be angry about that or oh, we should be afraid of that. Or, oh my gosh, we should be happy about that or oh, we should be disgusted by that, right? And when you feel that emotion, it is a response to something in your environment. And then that emotion should flow through you and on out, right? This is when we're emotionally sober, right? This is what happens. It goes through and on out. And then that emotion gets back in line with all of your other emotional soldiers. And their job is to keep you safe, to alert you to different things in your environment and how, based on your internal experience, your thoughts, beliefs, and feelings, and how you perceive the world, they're telling you how you should respond. 
So in a healthy world, when we're emotionally sober, this is what happens multiple times throughout the day, probably uncountable, right? It's not countable. Every day you have emotional things that are happening. The emotion hits you, flows through you, moves back in line. Next emotion, right? And it's this constant flow of energy, right? Emotional energy that's coming through you. When something like traumatic or dramatic happens and it's big enough, what ends up happening in the story that we have here is you have an emotion that steps forward into the spotlight with you and it puts its hand on your shoulder and it says, wow, I have had to step up enough times or big enough for you that I think it's proof you don't know how to handle this. So why don't you go sit in this chair outside of the spotlight and I'm going to go ahead and handle this for you. And now you've been emotionally hijacked. Your emotion is officially running the spotlight of your show. So what does this mean? This means your emotion is making decisions for many things in your life based on one blueprint. An example of this, let's say that you were feeling sad. Something in your environment made you feel sad. And in a normal, healthy day, it's like, oh, I feel the sadness. And then you know what? I'm okay, right? It goes through me and it's temporary. But when sadness hijacks you, in the case of this example, and tells you to sit off to the side of the spotlight so it can be in the spotlight, it now thinks that what it has done to help you will work in many situations. In fact, maybe even every situation, it says, Sadness will stand there and say, do you remember that time? That Remember that time that I, I, I made us isolate because we were so sad and we couldn't handle anybody else's feelings and we isolated? Do you remember that time that it worked? Well, you felt sad too many times or too big a time. And now you need to be out of the spotlight. I'm just going to isolate us all the time. Okay. Don't worry. I'm keeping us safe by isolating us. Okay. I've got us. Ooh, do we see the challenge in this? Do we see what I will potentially call the problem. Sadness in this story is using one blueprint for now many things that are occurring in your life. This would sort of be like saying, I used a hammer for this nail once and it worked. So let me now use a hammer because remember it worked. So I'm going to use a hammer for all the nails because it worked that one time, remember? And then occasionally we'll get some screws. Don't worry. I'll use a hammer for that too. And occasionally you'll get some staples and don't you worry. I will use a hammer for that too, because I know that hammer works. And then we're no longer flexibly responding to what is happening in the present moment. We are busy being emotionally hijacked and reacting based on a blueprint to something that happened once upon a time. You with me, folks? You with me, folks? <laughs> so maybe sadness is not your thing. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's joy. Maybe it's disgust, right? Maybe it's a whole nother word that you're like, Nina, I'm more complex than this. I got to give you another emotion. Whatever it is, right? That is what this story is inviting you to explore. What's going on on the stage of your life? Are you in the spotlight or are you being emotionally hijacked? Are you ready for one more part to this story? Okay, let's let's do one more part. Let's take a breath in. Hmm. Let's say we'll stick with the same example. Sadness is there. It's in the spotlight. It's hijacked you. It set you off to the side. And at some point, the sadness actually looks at you and says, wow, actually, we're so sad right now that I can tell I'm bringing you down. This is like dysfunctional, but you know what? I don't want you to feel that. So why don't we find something else to distract you from having to deal with me? Why don't we insert issue here? And when I say issue, I mean 
insert maladaptive coping skill here, right? So this is now for your survival still. The feeling recognizes I'm overwhelming you. I'm making you feel too much. You shouldn't have to feel me. And instead of actually processing through the feeling and getting it to feel safe enough to get back in line, right? To get healthy flow through you and back in line so you can get back in the spotlight. Instead of doing that, what it says is I'm going to stay in the spotlight, but here, why don't you have a few drinks? Then you don't have to feel me. You don't have to deal with me. Here, why don't you distract yourself with lots of sex? You won't have to feel me. You'll be too busy feeling good. Temporarily, folks, right? Do we see where I'm going with this? Here, why don't you get into lots of relationships, back-to-back monogamous relationships, or multiple relationships at the same time? So you're constantly caretaking for other people, and then you won't have to worry about how you feel because you'll always be caring for someone else. Folks, I get I am playing with this, but do you understand where I'm going with this? Even when we are using these coping skills that become maladaptive over time, right? One drink, usually, just so we're clear, right? We're going to go with in this world, right? Doesn't typically hurt someone. Multiple drinks or one uh, bottle of wine, right? Versus like three ounces of wine, four ounces of wine, whatever the case may be. Now, everybody's situation is different. And again, we're not going to focus on the context and the nuance in what that distraction is. My question to you in this story is, do you know if you have one? Do you know if your body is gravitating you toward distracting yourself with something, food, exercise, people, drugs, sex, just like we talked about gaming, right? (laughs) If you do, you know, that is my question to you in this story. If your body is making you gravitate towards something so that you do not have to process the feeling that has hijacked you and that probably feels overwhelming. Is this making sense? I really, really hope that it is. When we realize that that second tier, right? Whatever that addiction or struggle or control, right? That we finally have control over that substance or person or whatever that right maladaptive coping skill is. When we see that for what it is, we can then dial back, tick, 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 tick. And we say, oh, snap, crackle, pop. That's me avoiding dealing with my sadness, avoiding dealing with my inner judgment, right? That's a shade of disgust, right? Judgment, right? Or judging other people, right? Disgust, right? I've been avoiding dealing with my sadness, anger, fear, um, been avoiding dealing with the fact that I haven't felt joy or that my joy feels false. I've been avoiding that, Nina. Your emotions are your warriors. They are willing to do whatever it takes to make you feel as if you are safe and in control, but they're not thinking long-term for you. They're not very good at that. They're thinking short-term, right? They're using a blueprint that was based on something that happened instead of allowing you to respond to something that is happening in the present moment. And this is when they hijack you, right, for long-term, just so we're clear. So... Now that I've told you the story and you have this image of these emotional parts, right? They, they will knock you out of the spotlight, put you to the side. They'll grab other dysfunctional things or things that may become dysfunctional in your life. 
I want you to start putting yourself into this picture or putting somebody you know into this picture, right? And just exploring the idea, right? You don't need to psychoanalyze. Let's just explore the idea of what would it be to recognize snap, crackle, pop. I may not be emotionally sober. I may be using a substance or a person or fill in the blank in order to avoid dealing with an emotion. Well, gee, Willikers, Nina, what could that emotion be? Oh, my friend, I want you to be real curious about this today, okay? Emotional sobriety, those feelings pop up. It happens, and then they can go back in line. So when we can deal with the symptoms of not dealing with the feelings, we can redefine our relationship with the feeling that is in the spotlight. You get up from that chair on the side where it's put you, seemingly for your protection, and you tell that feeling, actually, I've gotten these new skills, new perspective, new tools. And you know what? Here's how I'm now going to deal with this issue and control what I can control. Your feelings, they just want to know that you're going to be safe. If you need more skills in order to feel grounded and present and safe, let's get them, friends. Let's talk to a professional. Let's get a coach. Let's get a therapist. Let's get something that works for you so you can get back online mentally so that you can get back in the spotlight dramatically here, right? In this metaphor, so that you can get back to driving your own train, okay? Instead of it being hijacked and the emotion is driving it for you. Once you do this, you redefine your relationship with that feeling, you're going to expect because it's been doing it for X amount of months or years, you're going to expect that it's going to keep trying to come back. It's going to say, you don't know what you're doing. Remember, this is what we do. And you're going to ground yourself and you're going to remind it that you've got this and that it's safe for it to get back in line. Now, I recognize that I'm speaking in metaphor here. (laughs) Get someone professional to speak with this about you if this is your case. If you're doing journaling work and it's personal for you, explore that with yourself. Be willing to be curious and invite yourself to explore that space, right? This is your relationship with your emotions. And the more flexible you are, the more emotionally sober you're able to be, right? The more you can feel generally, how we look at that is the more you're able to experience in life as well, right? You are not limited to only feeling a certain amount of emotions, a certain amount of time. I want this for you. I want this so badly for you. So excuse me, let's review, take that breath in. And let's review. Let's review because you know that I am wanting you to ask yourself step-by-step here first, am I in the spotlight or am I being emotionally hijacked? Okay. Second, in order to be an emotionally sober badass, which emotion is it that I need to focus on redefining my relationship with in order for me to confidently and securely return to the spotlight in my own life. You deserve this. You deserve to be in the spotlight of your own life. And whatever is holding you back from truly embracing your life, I really hope that you are willing to explore it. My challenge for you for this upcoming week, of course, I want you to flip the script in your life. My challenge for you is get out your journal and click save one. 
Challenge number one, for those of you who are like, "Mm, I'm not really sure, right? Emotionally sober, am I? Do you feel like you flexibly move within, right? Because that would be the first question, just like I just asked, write this down. Am I in the spotlight or am I being emotionally hijacked? Is there someone else or some other emotional part, just so we're clear, in the spotlight on the stage of my life? If your answer is yes, then your challenge for this upcoming week is to recognize which emotion or emotions have hijacked you and are in the spotlight of your life. Okay. That's your challenge for the upcoming week. If you are like, no, 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 Nina, I know, I know I want to be an emotionally sober badass. I know that this has been an issue. I know which emotion it is. It's sadness, anger, fear, disgust, joy, whatever that emotion is for you. I want to work on redefining my relationship with it, Nina. How do I do that? My challenge for you this upcoming week is this. I want you to imagine that you have an actual relationship with that feeling. Is it an enemy? A frenemy? Is it like a a parent-child relationship? Like a torturer and a captive? Do you see where I'm going with this? If you could describe what that relationship is like between you and that emotion, How would you redefine this relationship? How would you even begin to redefine this relationship, right? And at first you have to acknowledge what is the relationship. So those are my flip the script challenges for you for this upcoming week. I hope that this has been helpful because that is what I planned for today, folks. Thank you so much for being willing to explore your triggers as a human being. And if you'd like to support Triggered, can we play with that? Please share this episode with someone you know is going to benefit from being able to explore the idea of emotional sobriety. And if you're like, yes, Nina, this is working for me, you may also consider writing us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast, right? A lot of people are on iTunes. Wherever you get your podcast, give us that five-star review. But also say specifically which episode helped you, right? Every episode doesn't help every person. I want people to actually have solid dialogue and be exploring things. Tell people which episode was really just the juicy one for you, okay? Okay, (laughs) that is what I got for you folks. I'm really hoping that you will share and give us those reviews because it's what helps other people find us and it's what helps people transform hard conversations into teachable moments. So thank you again for exploring your triggers as a human being and stay curious.